is the Leadership Prescription Podcast for Women Physicians, and I'm your host, Dr. Asha Padmanabhan. I'm a board-certified clinical anesthesiologist and medical director, and I'm also a master-certified physician coach. I help early and mid-career women physicians gain clarity on their career goals and what work-life balance looks for them, and teach them effective leadership skills so that they can transform their careers and feel fulfilled in what they do, so they actually look forward to going to work in the morning. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Rx for Women Physicians podcast. And I am so pleased to welcome my guest today, Kristen Yates. Kristen is a board certified OBGYN physician, an author, and a life coach. And I have to say, I am impressed about the author part. That's one of my eventual goals. Kristen hosts the podcast, Imposter to Unstoppable, which normalizes the experience of imposter syndrome among physicians and all humans, really. And I can attest to that fact that I'm one of those. And she is the co-author of the book, The Chronicle of Women in White Coats 3. She creates adventure retreats that help professional women regain their confidence and find balance through play. Kristen, I'm so pleased to have you on here and talk about so many of the things we have in common, part of which is imposter syndrome and my whole conviction about women physicians being leaders. So I'd love for you to start with introducing yourself and really tell us where you started this journey of writing this book and how did that come about? I feel like I've become the person I want to be only in the last three years. I think for a long time, just was on this journey to becoming a doctor. It was one of those things, like I just decided that I would become a physician, like so many of us do. And then I was just on the path and I just had my head down. I was in survival mode and I didn't really focus on who I was, what I wanted, anything beyond just get through medical school residency to become an attending. And then once I became an attending, I realized that there were so many things that I just hadn't thought about ever. And I was totally consumed with imposter syndrome and self-doubt so much so that I wanted to quit medicine within my first year as an attending. And simultaneously through weight loss, actually through weight loss coaching after I had my second daughter, I realized the power of our minds and how important and integral our thoughts are to how we feel. And when I was successful with weight loss through changing my thoughts only, then I was like, wow, let's see if this works for my self-doubt and my imposter syndrome. And it did. And my whole life changed inside my internal life changed. I didn't change my job. I didn't change anything external about my life. And I just started feeling better and enjoying my career again. And really ever since then, it's like every day is a new adventure of learning who I am and what I want to create in this world and doing that without the box of who society says I should be. So now I'm on this journey of let's just pretend there are no rules in this life thing. And how do I want to live my life and spend my time? And it's been fun. It's been really fun. That's amazing because something that you said caught my attention. You said, you know, the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome early on. When did you actually label that? When did that actually even come into your existence as oh, maybe this is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. I think that I had heard the term imposter syndrome in the past, maybe peripherally, but I was so in the thick of it that 
I didn't realize that it was something that was affecting me and that I had a choice about until I was in attending. So that was only five years ago, maybe. And then I did some research on it and found out how it came about and who are these women that coined it as a syndrome, which I appreciate. But now I realize that it's just like a normal human thing. So I hate even the word syndrome because it makes it seem like it's something that's not normal, but I think it is. But I, like so many people who have this imposter syndrome, this self-doubt, I thought I was the only one who felt that way. I thought I was the only one who didn't belong. I was the true imposter. And then I realized oh my gosh, no, this is something that other people have. It's not me. And then I realized it's a choice. And that caught my attention again, right from when you said it's a choice. Mm. Because as you know, my whole focus is on empowering more women physicians to become leaders. And one thing that I keep running into over and over again is the self-doubt and the belief that I'm not a leader. Mm. I'm just a physician. I work, I go to clinic and I do my job, but I'm not a leader. And hearing you say it's a choice, these thoughts in my head, they are a choice. Mm -hmm. That is really powerful. So tell me about the choices you made to change the way you thought. When I realized that, and when I really made it obvious to myself by trying it out, I think the exact word is power. There is nothing more powerful than that. And Ultimately, it sounds oversimplified. What do you mean it's a choice that I doubt myself? What do you mean it's a choice for me to believe that I'm not a leader? But it literally is a choice. And and I think it's helpful for some people to use some external examples. So most people can think of a physician who, based on skill or ability to communicate, they're wondering, like, how is that physician so confident when the things that I'm seeing, if I was like that, if I had those skills, I would not have so much confidence, right? You know what I'm saying? Like we can all look at that and be like, wow, like they are really confident and it doesn't equate for us. So that is proof that it's a choice because clearly it has nothing to do with a skill set. It has nothing to do with our knowledge. It only has to do with our ability to wake up in the morning and just decide to stop doubting ourselves. And it's like when people try all the diets, right? I've tried all the diets. And the only thing that worked for me when it came to weight loss was deciding to not listen to my brain when it told me that I deserved to have chocolate, (laughs) right? Because I deserve to eat something healthy instead, right? My body deserves that. It's the same thing. I could wake up and decide that I am a good enough surgeon today, or I can decide not to. And I tried all the other things, you know, I tried, Oh, let's just fake it. till you make it. And that never, I always just felt like I kept faking it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've tried list all your accomplishments, all the other things that we tell people to do, which I recommend doing for sure. But the only thing that ever worked for me was just saying enough is enough. Like what could go wrong? What could go wrong if I wake up today and commit to the decision that I am confident? So let's take that a little bit further for the self-doubt that women face when they go into situations where we feel that we're not prepared. And I'm specifically talking about leadership positions, or it doesn't have to be titles. It's going into your hospital and you're working with a team and you have some responsibilities, 
but you don't consider yourself a leader because a leader has a title and you don't feel like one. And you have all these doubts about your ability to manage where we're not taught those skills in med school. We're taught to be great clinicians, but not managers or team leaders or all those other skills that go with having kind of a title leadership. So with the thoughts, with knowing that you have a choice in how you go in to face that situation, how would you take someone through that, through dealing with that, those imposter thoughts? Yeah, I think the first thing that I would do is really question what a leader is. And if we're going to go ahead and say a leader is someone with a title, that is number one, disempowering, and it's not a story that serves us. So why tell it? And number two, it's not even true. And what's interesting is, I think two years ago, I was selected by ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, to be trained in their leadership academy, basically. So I was chosen and called out as a leader. And part of this program was a coaching call with a leadership coach. And this came up for me. I specifically said, I want to become a leader. And he asked me, what do you mean? Like, when do you know you're a leader? And I said, when I have a title. Yes. Literally, that's what I said. And he's like, what? Why is that? Like, why do you say that? Who cares what the title is? You know? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. And then he's like, how are you already a leader? And then that made me, it's like one of those things I was able to look back and say, wow, I am a leader because I am an owner of my practice. I'm a private practice owner. I am a leader because I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I'm a leader because I'm a physician and I lead my patients with the knowledge and my expertise and all these other examples. Like when I was a residency, I wanted to be chief resident and I wasn't selected. So then I just decided I would create my own position and do my own thing. And then my residency made up an award specifically to give it to me because of that. So it's like all of these things that we undermine ourselves because of a title Mm -hmm. for what, for what, you know, like every single physician, every single woman is a leader of their life. You are leading, you are literally leading yourself into your future. I don't care if you don't have kids, if you've never held a position, I don't care what title you think would give you the freedom to call yourself a leader. You're a leader today. And when you start telling yourself that story, then you will just naturally attain the skills required to be the type of leader you want to become. But the belief comes first. You are so right. It is not the title that makes the leader. It is not. It is who you are and it is believing in that. And if you don't believe in it yet, look back at all the situations in your life where you have led. Mm -hmm. And that is what we want more women physicians to actually step into title leadership by believing that they're already leaders. Right. Right. And it's such a catch 22, because if we as women are more likely to believe that we're not a leader, unless we have a title, then when are we ever going to apply for anything? That's the whole point. You have to put your name in the ring. And if you're just waiting, no one's going to give you permission. No one's going to give you like the permission to become a leader, permission to apply for leadership. You already earned that. It's called you're a physician. It comes with the degree. You already have the permission. So 
and this is another thing, and this is maybe a little bit woo-woo, but I definitely am woo-woo-woo. If you have a desire in your heart or mind to become a leader, it's because you're meant to be a leader. In title, in career, whatever it is, the desire wouldn't be in your heart if it wasn't meant for you. And I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And even if that sounds weird to you, I encourage you to borrow that thought because it feels very good. So just the fact that you have a desire to be a leader means that you are meant to be a leader. And maybe that's all that you need to get you to throw yourself into the role Mm -hmm. as uncomfortable as it feels. Yeah, so start with believing that. Start Mm -hmm. with believing that. And then, as Kristen said, work through the self-doubt, the imposter thoughts, and really know yourself and be confident in yourself. That's the message that I'm hearing. Now, Kristen, how did labeling those thoughts and working through self-doubt, where did that lead to, to your life currently now with being a coach and being a podcaster and an author? Yeah. What it has brought to me now is the ability to not take myself so seriously because I'm able to separate the really negative voice, the thoughts of you're not enough. Who are you to to do that? And everyone's going to judge you and all of these things that are just human thoughts that we have. And I feel like I am more easily able to turn the volume down. And not always because I'm a human being too. I mean, these things will get me down sometimes, but much less frequently instead of them being in the driver's seat and deciding how I live my life. Now it's more of, I decide what my thoughts are going to be. And the inner critic and the voices of imposter syndrome is just like an irritating sound. Sometimes it's louder than others, but most of the time I just turn down the volume. And what that does for me is that I will literally try anything. And sometimes does it feel terrifying? And sometimes does it feel like I'm in over my head 100%. But I think that's what I'm supposed to feel if I want to grow and if I want to try new things. And if I'm now leading from a place of curiosity, I wonder what it'd be like to write a chapter in a book. And it's terrifying that people might read my things and all of the things come up. It's terrifying to be vulnerable, but it's also interesting to learn how I would react. And the same thing with becoming a life coach and telling my partners that I'm becoming a life coach and being like, that feels a little bit nauseating, but this is very interesting. I wonder what beliefs about myself are going to come up. Oh, you're not enough. Oh, people are going to think you're weird. I can deal with all those things, right? So there's a separation of those thoughts that are negative that used to be in the driver's seat. And now that's not, I separate that from who I am and it has drastically opened up my future and my life. Beautiful. So for people who this is new to, because as you and I know, coaching is not such a well-known entity in the physician world, what would you recommend to people to learn how to turn that volume down, as you said, on those thoughts and to separate out the thoughts from you as a person? Where do you start? I think 
the first place to start and the first place I started was however you like to learn things. And if you're listening, I assume you're a podcast listener. So podcasts like yours are extremely valuable as far as getting into the mindset of what's going on in the minds of other people. And I think that there's a lot of, depending on what your interests are, there's lots of different podcast options. So I would do that on a daily basis, which is so important is we had mentioned journaling because it, it, it sounds like who has time for journaling, but even three to five minutes of just writing stuff down or writing yourself an email stream of consciousness, like why you're feeling irritable today or why you're so tired and just, and then read it with a sense of, and I use the word curiosity a lot because that's what resonates with me, but basically non-judgment. So I think really being curious with yourself, being curious with what is going on in your brain is the number one first step. Because so often, as you know, we're just having thoughts. We're having tens of thousands of thoughts a day. We don't even recognize we're having them. We just feel the effects of them in our in our emotions. But when we can tune into the dialogue in our brain, that's the foundational step. So I think fill your brain with thoughts from people like you, great first step. And the second step would be get really curious about the thoughts that your brain is telling you, but do it from a place of self-love and not judgment. Beautiful. So... Tell us about Kristen going forward with this kind of self-knowledge and the ability to love yourself where you are. Yeah. So what it looks like now is on the outside, I still work full-time as an OBGYN. I'm a life coach for women physicians who have self-doubt. I run retreats and my husband and I are starting a real estate investment company Mm -hmm. and I run masterminds, minds, and I do a podcast. So that sounds like a lot of things. I have all these interests, which for me, that's part of it. What do I, I'm just exploring. Like I'm being curious. Like what brings me joy? What would be fun? Cause I think that I just want to like have fun now, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, these are the things that I'm interested in, but the next year, like 2022, my theme is space. Mm-hmm. blank space because what i found out about myself recently through this ongoing work and self coaching and working with a coach of course i have a coach or a few coaches right yeah. is i have a fear of being considered lazy mm-hmm. i'm terrified people will think i'm lazy so now my job is working on that like where is this fear coming from of course the underlying fear there is i'm not enough right? Because that's a very common one for humans. So it's allowing the discomfort of doing less things. And just maybe I'm just going to sit on the couch and stare at a fire and feel how uncomfortable it is to do nothing and, and allow growth to come from that place of discomfort. Maybe it's putting myself out there in front of more people about what I do for a living and leaning more into coaching, which brings me joy and fills me up and getting really uncomfortable about that. So I think what's so interesting is I get excited about, I wonder where my discomfort and my fear is going to come up because that actually tells me where I need to go. That's where my growth is. And it doesn't mean that I don't belong there. It means that's where I'm headed and let's do it. Yeah, that sounds scary and so brave. That truly does. And I love your word space. That's not something that I would ever have thought of, but so needed. 
so mm-hmm. needed in this world of go, go, go. And yeah. I, I'm I'm equally guilty of doing 10 million things because I feel like I have to, but mm-hmm. just to give yourself the space to just sit and be and relax and and learn from that is beautiful. Yeah. So I did mention your podcast in the beginning and the book, but can you tell everyone where to find you and a little bit more about your podcast and about the book? Yeah. So I'm on social media. I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter still is like really intimidating for me. So it'll stick to Instagram. <laughs> and I my website is kristinyatesdo.com. And my podcast is called Imposter to Unstoppable. The book I wrote in conjunction with the women in white coats and those women, Archana Shrestha and Amber Robbins, are both amazing, doing amazing things in medicine for women physicians. And they actually have two other books. And I think they're doing a fourth now. But my particular chapter in that book is about imposter syndrome and my story and a little bit more about how I overcame that. And there's a lot of other really amazing stories in there from other women physicians as well. And you can find that on Amazon, Chronicles of Women in White Coats 3. Awesome. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And I'm sure our listeners, women physicians have learned so much because I believe really each and every one of us has imposter thoughts, mm-hmm. but the whole process of learning to recognize it, working through it, coming out on the other side. And I always say you cannot cure it, but you can learn learn about it and learn to live with it. I just want to end with your thoughts on that. I agree with you 100%. And I think that I used to use that terminology, overcome imposter syndrome, and sometimes I still do, but really it's not overcoming it because it's normal. And I think what it is, is not letting imposter syndrome make any decisions for you. Like literally it's putting imposter syndrome in the backseat where it belongs. Thank it for trying to keep you safe, but never make any decisions from imposter syndrome ever. I don't think you could have said it better. Thank you again for coming on my podcast and talking about all these valuable, valuable things that we need to learn to work through our self-doubts and our imposter thoughts. So thank you again, Kristen. Thank you for having me. If you found this episode useful, please do like, share, and subscribe and send it to every woman physician you know. Someone could be waiting to hear just this and someone's life could be changed. And come join me on my private Facebook group just for women physicians like you or check out my web site at www.theleadershiprx.com where you will find more information, more tips and tricks, and more coaching insight on how you can be the best physician, the best woman leader there can be.